like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, What to Think About. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. The fourth chapter. The eighth and ninth verses. Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. We are in the middle of three quarters of the way, along the way, in a global pandemic. We have people spending overtime in their heads trying to figure out what their next move ought to be. We have people worried, stymied in their thinking, because a lot of people are wondering what's going to happen tomorrow. That ain't your business. You're not even there yet. We are here now. We only have now. All our yesterdays, they are gone. Our tomorrows have not manifest. They have not come. We only have today. Jesus said sufficient unto this day is his own evil. We have enough to be concerned about today than to be hating somebody 20 years ago. We have enough 
to be concerned about our children, our grandchildren, our nieces, our nephews, our mortgage payment, our car, all that today. Not tomorrow. At some point, we have to know what to think about. Because I submit to you that the Lord did not make us, did not create us in his own image for worry to be a part of our repertoire. What are you worried about? If I was a monkey in the jungle and had befriended a lion, what do you think I should be worried about walking through the jungle with the lion? The strongest beast on the planet made by God with lightning and swiftness and leverage in his walk in his talk, in his ability to kill the enemy. I'm walking with a lion and I'm worried. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't fit. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he lives in each and every one of us that are believers. What are you worried about? I believe that God has set this world system up. And I recognize that Satan is the small God of this world. But I believe that God has set the system of man up. For man to never worry about nothing. Never worry about nothing. Are you there yet? I think the news have messed a lot of us up. It's filled with bad news. Who shot John? Who shot Peter? Who drowned Paul? And you know, we have been so acclimated to that kind of thinking until we turn the news on at night, 10 o'clock, to see what happened. And we take it into our sleep. So the aim today is to look at the way that God wants us to think and to see if we can actually do that. Because whatever God has ever wanted then and now, for all of us has been good. He has the power to destroy, but yet he defends. He is our deliverer. He is our creator. Now what we do with our mind, that's on us. What we think about on a continual basis and not pray about and cast over on the Lord that's on us but it doesn't mean that any of that is the will of God for our lives 
Paul and write into the church here at Philippi. Makes an astounding statement. And he's talking about the presence of the God of peace. Not the God of war. God is not an, even the author of confusion. Satan is. So when a man is confused, also the words coming out of your mouth are confusing words. It makes no sense. You can tell when the enemy shows up because your whole conversation makes no sense. It's like something takes a hold of the mind and the mouth start talking. Where are those words coming from? They're coming out of the heart. Out of the heart proceed evil thoughts. It's out of the heart of man as a man thinketh. Come on, help me up in there now. So is he. So if you sit around all day thinking no one likes you, you might as well get over that. Do you like you? <laughs> you sitting around all day talking about nobody speaking to me. Did you say good morning? God realizes that our mindset determines our level of joy. Thinking is so powerful until Paul said, I think myself happy. I think myself happy. I don't sit up and think evil all day. I don't sit up and think nobody likes me. Uh, uh, they're all against me. What is that about? And who told you that? And why are you thinking that way? You're thinking that way because you have a case of upside down pride. This and then we're going to move on to word definition. What is upside down pride? You get down on your knees early in the morning. You say, Lord, Father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know my need. You know what I stand in need of. I need some money for this mortgage. That's at 6.30 in the morning. At 9 o'clock, somebody called you and said, Girl, you was just on my mind. I just called over there to see if you need anything. No, I don't need nothing. <laughs> That's upside down pride. Now, if it was me, yeah, sure do. I, I, I need $550. Okay, I'll be right over. Things like that, they're still happening. Because God still has some people in the earth realm that's sensitive to his calling, sensitive to his voice, and does not have a problem rising up to meet the needs of other people. God still, are, are there any folk like that in here? God can do it. So Paul says, finally, brethren, in that eighth verse, whatever things are true. Now when we talk about true 
as we get into word definition, Paul is talking about true to fact. It's not an opinion. It's, 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 it's the truth. Some truth will sting us. Some truth will leave us aghast. We say, I can't believe it. But I believe with all my heart, in this instance, Paul is talking about whatever is true. It's true that Jesus did come. It's true that Jesus did suffer, bleed, and die. And was buried. And rose again. It's true that he gave us victory over every situation in life. It's true that we always win. It's true that great is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Now tell me what part of what I said is not true. Which means then that what is true we need to think about. We're not talking about somebody getting raped. We're not talking about someone's house being broken into. We're talking about what is true. What is true is that God got us on his mind. What is true is that God has never abandoned his people. What is true is that great is he that is in us who has the power over all of our adversaries and has already declared and has already given us the victory in every situation. That's what's true. That's what you need to be thinking about instead of trying to resharpen a razor blade to cut somebody. Whatever things are true. Whatever things are honest. Now this is where a lot of people have a problem. Things that are honest. I'm not talking about picking up $20 behind somebody and giving it to them. I think that's great. But when Paul used the word honest here, he's talking about, can you be fair? Can you be even-handed in your judgment? If your nephew is wrong, he is wrong. Honest. Fair. Even-handed. Go quickly to Romans 12 and 3. We're coming back here. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. And we are talking about what to think about. If you need a subject, there it is. What to think about. Now this is not just on a Sunday. You know, we put our best face on on Sunday. Then put a mask over it. Mm -hmm. Romans 12 and 3 says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man, the measure of faith. How many of us, how many of God's people think more highly of themselves 
than they ought to think. How many of God's people walk around like a proud peacock walking over people that they think is not up to their status? Looking down on people because they don't have as much as you have or they don't live in the kind of house you live in. Do you think you got that house on your own? That was God's doing. And that within itself is a test of your faith to see how you're going to act when you finally get something. Look like I'm going to have to strengthen myself in Jesus' name to preach this message. How many of us think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think? And I tell you something that's detrimental. I will never do that, you say. You don't know. You don't know what you would do. What if you didn't have no income? What if you didn't have, did not have a job you going on? Then what would be your mindset to rob somebody? To kill somebody? To steal from somebody? Look, I know I'm talking to a blessed group of people. There's no need of you being all proud because you finally got a weave. Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. But then, on the other hand, don't run yourself down because you don't have a certain thing. Job was very rich. He lost everything he had, but he kept his integrity. And God gave him double for his trouble. See, who you are determines the level that you reach in this world. And you cannot, I cannot, we cannot go through here thinking that we are better than other people. Christ died for everybody. Christ was buried for everybody. So because you finally got a nice car to ride in. You finally moved into a nice neighborhood. It's the blessings of the Lord that make it rich. It's the blessings of the Lord that added no sorrow with it. And the more stuff you get, the more humble you ought to be. Don't you let that stuff puff your head up. Don't do it. So when we talk about honest, we're talking about being fair. Being fair with people. Even in the midst of a conversation. If your best friend is wrong. Don't make them right. They are wrong. But this doesn't have anything to do with loving people. Because what another person does. You can do it too. Look at that 17th verse. Romans 12. Recompense means to pay. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. So the Lord expect us 
to be even-handed in our dealing with other people. You're on the door down to the municipal auditorium. You're in charge of the door. You're letting all your friends in the back door for the concert. That ain't honest. Now, there are those that will probably take issue with what I'm about to say. Well, you say, well, God is no respect to persons. That's true. But you ain't God. You're not God. And we all have people that we do certain things for, and it does not make us wrong. But when you pay evil for good, there are people that we've had in our lives or still have those people in our lives, they do good toward us. They do good by us. And then when we get elevated or promoted, because promotion comes from the Lord, when we get elevated or promoted, we treat them badly. Well, the person that's treating the person very bad now, these are life's lessons, everybody. The person that's treating the person bad, don't you know that evil, according to the Bible, because you return evil for good, then evil will never depart from your house? Did you know that's in your Bible? It's in there. You mean to tell me I've been good to you over the years, and then all of a sudden, you become my arch enemy. Evil will never depart from your house. You can pray. You can fast. You can cry out to God. No, you are experiencing what you did to me. So God is a respecter of, of, of faith. He's no respecter of person. But when Jesus got ready to make his mission, his journey, he carried with him Peter, James, and John. There are certain people in our lives, we, we pull them close. And it's okay. And then there are certain people, we better not pull them close. Now, it, it's up to us. We're to love our brothers and sisters, but then there are certain people that are in a, a, a different echelon than other people are, and, and we give them uh, credence and leverage and, and all the rest of that stuff. But it doesn't mean that we don't like the other people because we didn't invite them to come to the party at the house. But you don't do your so-called friends that way. You have to make room for your friends. And a friend loveth at all times. That's a commitment. So when we talk about providing things honest in the sight of all men, is what is fair, is what is right, is what brings honor, is what is honorable to do. All right, back to Philippians 4 and 8. These are some things to think about. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are honest, 
whatever things are just. Now what does that mean? Just means things that are in accordance with what is right. His nature and his acts do what is right. Now, I may have an acquaintance that I fall out with. I may be in a, in a, in a conference room at the job. And me and bro man has fallen out. That's between us. But his name comes up for a promotion. Help me. I'm the first one to say I think he'll do a good job. See, a lot of times when people get promoted or get picked up, they don't want nobody else near them. That's not right. Because we're all trying to get somewhere. So we need to think on those things and do those things that are just. And those things are in accordance with nature. Yeah, you might say, well, Bob is my friend. He and I had a falling out and, and et cetera, but he's a good worker. Today's message, what to think about. FC3071 FC3071 is now available on CD for only $10 and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us at net. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... Jesus I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, 
and boy and girl is coming soon. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.